Will the University of Virginia's basketball team continue to excel? Or, and will University of Virginia find a quarterback in the transfer portal? You are Locked On Virginia, your daily podcast on the Virginia Cavaliers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, Big Law, Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast, your first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's date is 12-9-2022. Yes, it's Friday. TGIF. Yes, it's that time. We got the weekend coming up, of course. What comes with the weekend, of course, means more sports. Also, it means that we get an opportunity to do what we do best. Sit down, analyze, watch sports, have fun, eat and drink. Right? We all love it. But, like I said, thank you all for, for, for tuning in today. I'm just here to uh, give you guys the information when it comes to University of Virginia. So let's go ahead and jump right on in. Right off the bat, guys, you know, I, I was just thinking today, you know, we have exam break going on. Usually there's a game, a basketball game or something going on right now. Uh, but they have exams right now. So there's a huge break going on. And, you know, as there's a break going on, there's nothing happening. And if nothing's happening, it's up to us to generate some type of information for you guys. So let's go ahead and try to generate something. Let's talk about some things here. So let's go into this. The game that's coming up a week from tomorrow, next Saturday, we're talking about Number one against number two, possibly. The rankings haven't come out yet where they re-rank the, the teams. UVA currently is at number three. Um, the team above them, Texas, number two team, they they lost. So we're looking at a team that is possibly a number two seed against the number one seed coming to Charlottesville. And I don't think anyone, I asked uh, some of my media folks out there, some uh, some media folks who are some historians, um, to find me a non-conference number one coming to Charlottesville and playing against UVA as their number two or number three. I don't know if it's ever happened. This could be uh, the biggest non-conference game to ever be played on the grounds. And if that's the case, then I'm looking forward to it. Also, let me get you the title sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. But yeah, guys, as I was saying, you know, you're trying to, you know, figure out if this team number one is real, and we're going to get a real test come the seventeenth of uh, December, which is next Saturday. Now, I don't know if I'm totally sold on this team being, you know, the top team or, or, you know, I think they're the best team in the ACC currently until somebody knocks them off. But 
I'm not sure if they're up to the Houston uh, quality of a team. Uh, this team is, believe it or not, they're still finding out who they are. I believe currently they are 9-0 uh, right now. Uh, 9-0 and are still, uh, you know, they're still trying to um, get everyone healthy. You know, right now, Reese Beekman, who is currently their best player, uh, has a hamstring injury, had a really nasty fall the um, the other day uh, against James Madison. James Madison played us a lot tougher than I thought that they would. I thought that UVA... Even though James Madison would play this tough, thought UVA would really go after them and, and, and really beat the brakes off of this team, but they really did not. Uh, JMU came in with a, a totally different plan, and they implemented a lot of the stuff that they did last year to upset UVA um, in uh, Harrisonburg last year. And I don't think uh, none of us probably never thought that James Madison would keep the game as close as they did. But as before, the game before, they played Florida State, who had only won one game, but always, I mean always, plays the University of Virginia tough with their defense and their length and athleticism. This team uh, will typically prevail based off of scheme, uh, based off of hustle, and just based off of making timely shots. Uh, and, you know, and like I said, got to give Coach Bennett – you know, like I said, one of the best coaches uh, when it comes to adjustments in the game. And, uh, but yeah, Florida State almost got them, but they kept the game uh, tight. You know, one thing that this team is doing that I really don't uh, understand why they're having as many issues. They've never really had an issue with making foul shots. I, I, I just know that a game like Houston or a game down the road against a Duke, a Carolina, you know, maybe an NC State or, or, you know, some of these tougher teams that always play University of Virginia well or Miami. It's going to bite us in the tail if we do not start making our foul shots. Uh, those are the free points. Uh, I want to say we missed six or seven against uh, Florida State, and then we wound up missing 12 for an ugly 50% uh, make rate, you know, against James Madison, which I really didn't understand what was going on. I think it's a concentration thing. I think it's a fatigue thing. You know, I, I think this team is very versatile in what Coach Bennett wants to do with them, but they got to uh, step up their game. You know, I don't think that even though they have the ranking of a number two, number three team, you know, do I feel like they really are that team? In my heart, maybe so. But reality, I don't know if they're really the second or third best team in the nation. Their ranking, based off of how they did early in the season, gives them that. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't think that they can be the number one team. I think that they have the talent to be the number one team in the nation. But the way that they're playing gives me a different feeling, you know, to be realistic about what I want this team to be in the future. Because right now, some people say, oh, it doesn't matter what happens, you know, December basketball, November basketball, college basketball, doesn't matter. What happens is when they get into conference play and when, when they get into 
the uh, conference tournaments, conference play, conference tournaments, then NCAA March Madness tournament. Those are the things that matter. So I don't know, guys. You know, I'm I'm excited about what I see, you know, from the team, you know, like I said, from a talent and a versatility. But we got to get healthy. We got to get healthy between now and next Saturday. Tip-off is at 2 o'clock, so it's midday, which on Saturday, that's a good basketball prime time almost. It's, it's not necessarily so late in the day because, you know, this time of year they still have football going on. A lot of the bowl games are going to be starting to tip off or kick off during that time of year, mid-December. So the midday period is that 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock time slot to watch a basketball game. That is prime time for basketball, college basketball in mid-December. So they're getting that time slot, you know, against the number one team. And um, I plan on being there. I can't wait. You know, there is a game as well that I uh, uh, plan on going to the game after that, which is against Albany. But we'll talk about the games, the next five games. Remember, I gave you guys five games, a five-leg games uh, streak that they have to hit. You know, and then we'll really know what this team is about. Uh, first game was Michigan. They got by Michigan in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Second game, uh, they got by, they won as well. Third game, which um, which was Florida State, excuse me. Third game, which is JMU. All right. Fourth game, which is, um, oh, the fifth game, excuse me, is Miami. You know, but we got that Houston game before to get to before we get to the Miami game. And that'll be those five games that I talked about that we have to at least come out of there with no more than one or two losses. If we can get out of there with one loss, we'll be sitting pretty getting into the next five games after that. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We've all, we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. So yes, everyone. As I continue to talk about what's what and you know what games are left, uh, getting into January, I got the next five games. Uh, we got Miami. Well, excuse me. We got the Houston game. We're not going to forget about that because the Houston game is the game that will define this early part of the season, and, and it'll be the barometer. It'll be the true check of where we are and what we need to improve on. I'm so confident about that. And then we got Miami, which is always a pesky team to play down there uh, in Miami. That's on December 20th. The 28th, they play Albany, which is a, a small school up in New York, Albany University. The I think they are the Greyhounds, something like that. But they play them the 28th, which is a Wednesday, 6 p.m. I'll probably do that game, uh, attend that game, and... Uh, report on it. Uh, then you got Georgia Tech on New Year's Eve, which Georgia Tech, the Ramblin' Wreck, never an easy team to play, and that will be in Atlanta, I believe. Then they got Pittsburgh 
uh, on the 3rd of January, and that's a late 9 p.m. game. I think that's on a Tuesday as well. So, uh, you know, we could be looking at a championship-quality team if we get through these next five games with only one loss. Um, But, yes, it's going to come down to that Houston game. I'm looking forward to it, and I'll uh, keep you guys up to date uh, with that. So, guys, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the transfer portal and some news. Uh, Of course, I reported Monday the transfer portal was hot. It was kicking. You had a lot of players that went up, that came and left and went and want to leave. I haven't seen many people want to come in, though. That's very concerning to me. I'm thinking, you know, what, what, what college athlete, then you think you got to think about it from this standpoint, what college athlete wants to really jump two feet into a situation like what's going on in the University of Virginia? I understand. But we still, we still, guys, we still need uh, players to commit. And the first position we need to commit is quarterback. Remember, we lost eight guys. Fentrell Cypress goes uh, top cornerback, elite cornerback uh, in the nation, not just the ACC. Led the ACC in pass breakups. He's gone. Mike Green, linebacker, uh, who I think has some potential. Uh, he's gone. Or he was injured in the beginning of the year, but you know had potential to play. Uh, but he left. Zach Tedder who played guard and got some time this year. And then you got Brennan Armstrong. Sure, he left. Lee Dudley, long snapper, not here anymore. Chase Chalmers, a, uh, a defensive safety, defensive back. He's out of here. Uh, Sean Moore, wide receiver, got time when Dontavian Wicks went out. And then a little used Mark Wagner, quarterback uh, for the team, backup quarterback down the depth chart. So, I haven't seen anybody jump in. I haven't seen anybody commit from the transfer portal. And I know that a lot of the players are just kind of weighing their options. They're looking to see, you know, it's almost like free agency. It, that's what exactly what it is. It's it's the advent and the and, and the event, advent and event of college free agency with the NIL combined with that. Transfer portal, NIL equals college free agency. So the most important position is not uh, filled right now. We don't have a quarterback for next year. So I'm going to tell you, Jay Wolfolk, I almost want to declare it. I almost want to give you a guarantee. I can't totally give you the guarantee, but I am so confident that Jay Wolfolk may not even play football next year. Of course, Jay Wolfolk, the star baseball pitcher, for the baseball team, who was the setup man for uh, UVA. And this year will probably be the closer. Kid throws in the 90s. Um, you know, as a closer, he's only a sophomore. Um, this year, going in, I, I just don't see us. Um, I just don't see us keeping him. I think that ba- the baseball world will, unless he has kind of a Kyler Murray thing going on where he's a great baseball player, but he has the heart or he seemingly has the heart to uh, play football and wants to take the football uh, path. But 
I don't really see that right now. I know that when the spring game comes around, you're not going to break up your in, your baseball season to play spring football. You know, I get it. You're going to have the yellow jersey on him or the red jersey on him, and you're not going to, you know, let him get hit. But, I, I you know, the, the probability or the possibility of him getting hurt is still out there, even if it's an accident. So I don't know if he's going to even participate in the spring in the middle of his uh, ride in their run to the uh, Baseball College World Series, which they have that kind of talent up and down the roster at the University of Virginia. So now that we got that out of the way, I don't know if next year's quarterback is on the roster, the starting quarterback. Also, I don't know if 2024's quarterback 2025's quarterback is on this roster. That's the even scarier part to me. I, you know, I know that, you know, we got Davis, I believe Davis Mills um, is, is a quarterback that they have, but I, I don't know. I mean, he, he's, I don't think that he has any polish. I don't think that he's ready. I'd love to be proven wrong. But I think there's only three quarterbacks on the roster. You need probably five to six quarterbacks on your roster at various stages. Six. No, you need six at various stages of development, you know, uh, uh, on your football team. And I think that we're down to three with uh, Mark Wagner transferring and and Brennan leaving. Um and possibly with Jay Wolfick leaving, that means we would need four, five other quarterbacks to come in. And Transfer Porter right now does have um, uh, some quarterbacks that are that are out there. Now you're looking at uh, the names I'm going to give you here: Devin Leary, uh, quarterback from NC State. I love that guy to come through. That guy has a lot of experience, can make every throw. Um, he's put up big numbers. You know, I think that he's a quarterback who could fit well with Tony Elliott's system. Phil Jerkovich, who left Boston College, actually, he's not in the portal anymore. He wound up settling and going to Pitt. So Phil Jerkovich is at Pitt uh, right now. He was in the portal for a day or two. He made his decision, and he's at uh, Pittsburgh right now. But which means that Caden Slovis, who was the quarterback at Pitt, is gone, and he's out. I believe the quarterback at Virginia Tech has left as well. Uh, Jeff Sims is in the in the portal as well. I'll be very interested to see where he goes. I heard that Virginia Tech is on his radar, which that worries me because he's probably the most gifted quarterback um, out of all the quarterbacks in the ACC that are available. Uh, and then, well, when I say gifted, all right, I got to throw DJU in there. DJU is uh, a big, strong, gifted quarterback. Makes a lot of mistakes, though. You know, has the potential to be, I mean, he was a five-star, what is it, top pocket passer coming uh, coming out of high school two years ago when uh, he played with, uh, you know, with Coach Elliott coaching his freshman year. His sophomore year was a terrible year. For, not a terrible year, excuse me. It's not a terrible year for him. It was not a good year for him down the stretch because the freshman, true freshman, wind up taking his job 
uh, and, and 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 it's justified because DJU played terrible. Uh, you Uh So right now, you know, is Tony Elliott going after DJU? I think he is. Uh, I don't think there's a choice. And I know some fans say, I don't want him. I don't want him. If you don't have a quarterback right now, guys, we don't have a team that that I feel is even fieldable right now. All right? Based off of what's been happening emotionally with the guys. So these guys are still healing. Then they have to, you know, get themselves together and go out there and, you know, tackle someone or make catches and all that. I know it's part of their obligation, but, you know, I, I don't know if these guys are ready quite yet. Now, um, if, if Elliot, Coach Elliot goes after DJU, look for some other players to come after him. I think with DJU, there will be some other players, some other receivers, because um, we lost a lot of receivers as well. Um, you know, not to mention the two that we lost that were slain. But then, of course, you lost Sean Moore, you lost Billy Kemp, and you lost Dontavian Wicks right there. Uh, so Coach Hagens has a uh, a big job in front of him to try to retool that receiver room uh, with uh, more guys to play. But I don't know, guys. Um, th- you know, th- th- this is a you know this is an issue that we're all going to have to watch out for. Of course, the weekend. Um, you know, you may have some guys make some decisions. You know, the transfer portal is 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 hopping right now, but for Virginia, it has slowed down since Monday. Monday was red hot, white hot. Now it's just very slow. I haven't heard anything. I did hear that there is a player that is uh, in the transfer portal that is a commit to the University of Virginia. That is uh, Dejon Parker, an offensive lineman from Saginaw. Valley State, he's in the portal. That's the crazy thing about it, man. Whenever you, you know, whenever you recruit a child or recruit a kid, recruit a player, and they give you their commitment, they can pull out of that, man. That That's the one thing that I would possibly change is if they give you their commitment, they have to give you the commitment for at least um, six months to a year. You know, because I, I and I and I know it. I get it, guys. Coaches make the same kind of decisions where they, you know, they they go where they want to go without any repercussions. The school's left holding the bag. They have to pay the coach, and oh, you know, it, it's it's yeah, it's just bad. But for some of the players, I just feel like we have, to, you know, we have to do something. So if you may, if you do commit, and I'm not saying that, you know, your whole career has to stay wherever you commit naturally because. That's not the rules anymore. But if you change, if you actually do commit, you sign your paperwork, at least give it six to 12 months before you, you know, you can change out. That's my only thing. That's my only thing. So uh, that's what I feel should be uh, somewhat of a change just to, you know, stabilize, you know, some of this movement around, man, there are you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids uh, in the transfer portal right now, all different types of uh, talent all up and down the board. And there's some high-end guys out there as well. But, you know, I don't know which ones that UVA are are in play for currently, but um, they just need to hang on to what they have, you know, and that's all that matters right now. 
hang on to what you have and just continue to uh push forward and and you know and play the game that you love you know it's a um like i said it's a total break uh, uh tear down and rebuild for coach elliot anyway and this tragedy just has not helped uh speaking of the tragedy uh chris jones was uh they did like a pre-trial uh with him yesterday and he uh his trial is set for the end of march so we'll give you guys uh, an update on all that information, keep you guys up to date on what happens with that. That was in Charlottesville as well. He's going to be trialed in Albemarle. And um, I just wonder how that's going to go with all the – there's going to be people, you know, f- fighting to get in that courtroom. Um, it's going to be an interesting story to, to, to listen to and also an interesting uh, – all of it's just over the top right now. So, you know, you know, with, with a city still healing and a university still healing, and you're going to have to kind of rip those wounds back open um, uh, come March. And that's something that was just kind of running through my mind when I heard um, and I read, you know, what what uh, the time frame was when they really do his trial. But with that being said, guys, I really appreciate you guys for tuning in every day, week in and week out here um, with me. But make sure you guys check me out on uh, at, at Seven City Shop Talk Sports. Uh, you can catch me on uh, Facebook. Also, hit me up on Twitter. Also, you can catch me on Instagram as well. Got any comments, messages, or any questions, just let me know. I'll be there to uh, answer them but i gotta thank you guys for making locked on virginia your first listen today for your second listen today check out locked on sports today for the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide locked on sports today available on this app youtube or wherever you find your podcast thank you guys i love you i will see you guys next week